Okay, welcome to episode 67 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Show. All hail Satan. Today, something a little different as I catch up with my old uh, buddy, um, co-publisher at Tribute Press, artist extraordinaire, uh, um, and all-round deviant, Mr. Adam Falp. How are you doing, babes? Hi, Tony. How's it going, man? <laughs> That's very hippie of you. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> just see. I've just tried. I've stopped. I've, I've come to your podcast, mate. I've tried to be professional, and this is just the, the shit I get. Immediately, I'm at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And when I start, you know, banding around the c word, you, know, you, <laughs> you can do it on this gonna, one. That's fine. You're gonna, you're gonna moan. Do you? as much as you like on this one. I don't care. The um, the brakes are off on this one, my friend. No breaks on this show. Sorry, I thought um, this was like a, a, another podcast you feature on quite heavily. <laughs> the um, Right, so we're here. Well, it's just general chat, chat and catch up, but we're also here because now I'm going to call it a new release because everything in it is completely and utterly new in a way, isn't it? So did you want to um, just tell the listeners what we're going to be... Well, we're going to start off chatting about your new release, which is... Uh, Sands Library. Sands yeah. Library. Uh, Thousands of back issues available specialising underground and independent comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a book I brought out at the end of 2019, I think. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I think you need to embrace when... I mean, I've, I've, I've drawn a lot of stuff which I'm not a fan of, and that was one book that I quite enjoyed. So I thought, you know okay. what, let's, not, let's bring that out again. Okay, and what, what do you mean by that, dude? That's an interesting statement. You say you've drawn stuff you're not a fan of. What? Because you look back on your old work and you you makes you cringe a bit. We all do that, I suppose. But uh, yeah, maybe or just sort of stuff that's it's not as um, I don't know if things aren't as good by the time you get to the end of them after sort of six months of working on them. Okay. You, just, you, 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 I think you go back and you just for me anyway. I just don't like how they draw. Maybe I've made some. It's just where it's just where you sort of get better at either sort of storytelling and and yeah. sort of your sequentials get better and just all all round sort of comic making just improves and then you look back yeah and, I think, so. and it's just not as maybe a bit you're just of time. Not as you need, as, sometimes you need a bit of time as well to look back on something and think you're okay with it. I'm not one of those people. You hear these people say this all the time. Where I went back and I thought, oh, I didn't realise how brilliant this was. You know, I'm never that, but. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with some <laughs> people do stuff. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard someone say it just the other day, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, Satan's Library, which um, he has um, the original copy, which I'm, I'm proud to own as well, was the one that really made me sit up and pay more attention to you as a creator, because I think we were buddies, but we weren't quite as tight or collaborators, especially as we are now. And it's the one. That, I mean, I, as you know, because we've spent enough time at Comic Marts, I'm one who loves to buy and read comics, and this is a, a conjoining of buying and reading comics and creating comics, isn't it? That's where you've sat with it. Um, yeah, it's just it was um, it was a funny book, really, because I think anyone can make up a story, like yeah. I might have done with stuff before, but there's I think there's a difference between just writing things for the sake of writing, okay, and then having a real sort of connection to to a story that you want to tell yeah and although it's not you know the story isn't about anything deep it's still it's still personal 
yeah you know, like you say we we still go to the comic marts and try and look for comics and go to comic shops and enjoy going there yeah i mean that's it does feel that to me because i think the the afterward by you is got i wrote sentence library whilst traveling the united states in late 2019 after i turned to london i wanted to take the enthusiasm i had from visiting some amazing stores and channel them into a book i'd be proud of to have on this on their shelves so did you want to just give us a little like the history of this book how it came to be and what it's about dude uh, yeah, so like like you just said, I think I, I I went to the states and went to a load of I spent two three weeks sort of just comic shopping. Yeah, and and their their not their comic shops are just different to ours. I can't explain why, but they're just they're just better. They're they're, they're what you it's kind of their think, art form, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what you expect a comic shop to be like in your in your mind. Right. And and over here and maybe. It's not anyone's fault over here. Just uh, maybe just as things come across the channel, they sort of just get warped a little bit, and it's not quite the same. Okay. Um, what, from a point there. of view of aesthetic or enthusiasm or attitude or what what sort of way? Just a little bit of everything. Okay. In in the same in the same way, I don't know. Like a you, you, your American person might be a bit wholesome, and a British person might just be like a nasty bastard. <laughs> just just things just change a little bit and we put up, we have to put our own spin on it just because we're we're very although we sort of may look the same and, and speak the same language i think we're very different to american people in okay, that yeah. way i mean maybe i can replace nasty bastard with cynical i suppose yeah there's maybe. a there's a cynical aspect too i mean there's nothing like I'm, and i've done a lot of comic shops in the states as well and there's nothing i like more than going to a comic shop well anywhere to be fair and it's not just a shopping experience. It's um, you, you almost like you you dive in, don't you? You're you're in the sea of comics there, and you're chatting to people, and it's not just a buying experience and going to the checkout. There's yeah, it's more of an experience. Yeah. Perhaps. One one I went to was JHU or Jim Hanley's. I'm guessing as you probably yeah know it. yeah the New York um, one or the yes yeah yeah, and I was in I was there for. I was probably looking around for maybe an hour, um, and and by that and after that I'd sort of I'd looked at everything they had and, and had all the things in my hands that I was going to buy, but then I just sort of, I think I just stayed for another hour, and just either talking to people or just listening to people as they come in because they come in and and these customers were were sort of enthusi- enthusiastic and it was how you one thing we don't have over here is is like the idea that the comic shop is like a hangout spot. Yeah, that's what I think as well, yeah. I think we're, I don't know if it, it's, again, how we are as people, but it seems like a very, like, go in, get your stuff, talk about what's on TV for two minutes, get out <laughs> yeah. and, go, and go and do your next thing. But that's, I think that's where you're, I think that's where you're hitting the nail on the head is I go into comic shops and, the the staff behind the counter don't want to talk to me about you know nineteen um, seventies comics. They want to talk about fucking Wonder Vision or something. You know, it's that's mm. yeah, that does rather frustrate me. Yeah, not you. Um, but yeah, so I I I stayed in this shop for another hour or so. After was that Jim Hanley's when it was underneath the Empire State, or had it moved at that point? Uh, I think it moved. I'm going to say it was moved by that point. So yeah. 
It used to be directly underneath. So you walk out and you look up and there's the Empire State like looming over you. But I think it moved. And it's the one that's famously in the the one where Doctor Strange that who is it Cumberbatch, whatever his name is, he runs in there, doesn't he, and buys some comics. That's famously Jim Hanley's, I think. Ah, uh, okay. I think so. Uh, but yeah, I remember I have very fond memories of the previous one because it used to be open till I'm going to say ten at night. <clears throat> and I used to go in there, and and it's a big had a lot of stock. It was also the place that you could always reliably get the the new Ditko comics because I think he lived in Fifth Avenue or further up Fifth Avenue somewhere, and he would drop them off to sell. You know, and he was doing his own sort of homemade ones, mm. sort of DIY ones. And there's yeah, there was a real variety in there. Yeah, and no, I really liked that one as well. And it was um, at the end of each aisle was a sort of a place where people would just sort of be chatting and yeah no i had exa- exactly the same experience and i would that would be where i'd meet st- people like ed Trucino and um adrian hashimi and we would meet up there before going out okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely so but anyway yeah so back so back to your question sorry yeah. it was um so i was going to shops like that and i was just thinking like oh, this is this is great and and my sort of one of my ideas when i was going there is i'd just i'd ink 24 pages of a comic that no one's ever seen i don't think yeah um and i was gonna i took my ipad with me and i was just gonna go comic shopping in the day and then in the evening after dinner or something i was just gonna go back to my hotels and and color this book and hopefully when i come back i'd have it all colored and finished yeah um so then i did maybe one or two days of that and i was spent but i was spending the day like looking at these great comics and i was coming back and i was feeling quite so uninspired by the the things that I'd done. Right. Okay. And right. I was like, oh, this, this yeah. just is, this isn't as good as what I've just seen yeah. all day in these shops. Um. So yeah, like like I said in in that little outro bit in the book, I sort of tried to sort of take what I'd seen and and put that into into a book. And I guess what I'd been seeing for the last two weeks was me going into these little shops, and yeah. seeing what weird stuff they have. Which will never ever make it across to... here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think you find that I went to the one, the comic shop that's in, is it in Harvard's? It's next to Harvard's campus, and it's like a college bookshop, comic shop, you know. So and, and that had the maddest stuff in it. And you know, I still look at those comics now and think, you, you won't find them on eBay. You know, you won't find them anywhere. You won't find them on Comicsology. You know, there's probably like two shops that ever sold them. You know, there's a bit of that. So what is the comic about, dude? So I know. It's a hard one to explain. Did you want to give it a go? Uh, yeah, so I guess, I mean, without sort of spoiling like the ending, Yeah. Uh, it's just about uh, a, uh, like a young guy who's who's looking for some weird comics and he eventually turns up at this one store called Satan's Library and, and, and the guy who runs it is a bit of a, he's a bit of a maverick and he suggests some things that may be a, may be a little bit ma- mainstream yeah, uh, and eventually we get to the, the sort of crux of it where the kid sort of says, you know, I don't actually like this sort of mainstream stuff. I'm into like some some weird shit. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's when that is that's sort of kept. He keeps that in the basement because no one no one wants it. <laughs> there's a lot of it in the basement as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a hell of a lot down there. But I mean, what you also do. So we we have this black and white comic. It's A5. Um, We'll talk about the cover in a minute, but the it's a story of a kid going to a comic shop and what he discovers there, and it's it's not the most normal comic shop, and the dude in it is is your right, he's very intense and strange, um, and the, you wonder what the kid's got himself involved in. But amongst that, you've placed two mini comics, 
within the pages, haven't you? Did you want to talk yeah, about them? Yeah, and then yeah. So uh, for, as as the guy who owns the shop hands him books in the black and white comic, it comes the, the crease sort of in the in the paper is inserted like the book that he's handed him, and then you read that. Yeah. And then it comes out and then back to the story. Um, Did you want to say uh, what they are in the new version? Uh, so in the old version, it was yeah. just a very simple, um, quick like what what sort of golden age book could I knock up? Yeah. Um, and that was like I think it was about a dinosaur sort of whole yeah, character. The unstoppable kaiju man. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, and and that was fine, but it was very sort of quick, and I was trying to make something almost a bit shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> and like the premise of that isn't like amazing at all. Like completely opposite. And I guess that was sort of what I was going for. Um, and then the second uh, little mini book in the first one yeah. is a book called Brain Real, which is very sort of rough. So that's Brain Real at issue twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's very, it's very, yeah, it's very rough and weird and strange and just odd. Yeah. Um, and then in the new one, Brain Real stayed the same, although I've sort of tinkered with it a little bit. Yeah, that's the um, one bit we're going to talk about that in a bit. But that's I noticed that's the one bit that's the same. Yeah, because the first, the first comic in the new version isn't, isn't it? Isn't Brain Real? It's a book, a book called The Notorious Ted. Um, yeah, that was that one was. Uh, so it's just a bit of like a. My favourite cover you've ever done that one, dude. I got to tell you, I really like that cover. Yeah, oh yeah, just something yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's basically like a little Ted Bundy sort of pastiche, I think. Can we say Ted Bundy in Boreham Can we say that? Bundy and Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen maybe one day. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was sort of, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a, it's just Ted Bundy, like, he's like a wandering swordsman type, but instead of sword, he's just strangling women. <laughs> <laughs> and asking um, where he can get gasoline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> The, the thing with that one was like I'm I'm sort of I'm fascinated by the world's fascination in serial killers. Like, right. I find it like I find it crazy how much we love these people. Yeah. Like there's a new documentary every Friday on that. Does seem to be, doesn't there? About yeah. different and and especially like he he epitomises that for me because he like people love him. Like yeah. people are in love with how charming he is, but he still like kills these young women. Yeah. And it's like I can't believe with people like. Like, how do people like this horrible man? But then I'm the same, because I'm sort of fascinated by him as well. Like, women write to them in prison, don't they? And they get married to people in prison. And, you know, who is that geezer in England? Is it Charles Bronson, or his name is? He's He's been in prison for donkey's years, and women kept getting married <laughs> to him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, noticeable thing about Notorious Ted is it's the, it's the now, apart from the cover, the only thing that's you've gone from purely black and white to adding this sort of splash of colour, which really works when you're saying this is the comic that's being handed over and you've got this i mean it for all its life it looks like a you know an old school fanographics book or something like that doesn't it it's got that little feel to it um with the sort of the floating heads on the side um mm. so it gives you that verisimilitude of it being a comic he's handed you know yeah i mean that that is i guess it's another reason why i've i still have a fondness for satan's library it's like i say there's there's a lot of things in it that I really sort of that I love that I love sort of yeah. that sort of seventies stuff, but I also love the weird stuff, which you might say is the main story, and then I really love the really really weird stuff, 
which you might say is the sort of the brain reels at the back. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a lot. And the, the, you know, there's stuff about buying comics in it. There's stuff about making weird comics and possibly not feeling like you're appreciated for them, but when really there's someone that loves them. Yeah. Of course, the big question now comes, mate, is um, you, because <laughs> you're a maniac, you redrew it. In, to, to a large extent, not everything's completely redrawn, isn't it? But uh, you re, you redrew the, the the main story. Is that right? Uh, the main story is redrawn because I was going to sort of publish it. And like I say, like I think you look back on stuff and it's just not quite as good as you want it. Okay. Um, and yeah, I just felt like so so that original story was done with a brush, uh, just and like an actual like Raphael paintbrush. Right. Um, and then I was sort of looking at it and thinking, well, like for everyone who don't know, like most of my stuff's done with a brush pen. Okay. And I was like, oh, it kind of, it'd look more like my stuff if if I did it all in with a brush pen. You had some so stuff, just, some stylistic, I'm not sure it's it's because you've produced, what, six or seven comics probably since then, haven't you? Um, the... Uh, there's less full bleed in the main the main story, so you you there's a more of a sort of panel structure going on. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it was just. Um, I don't think that was sort of. Um, Conscious. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just thought I'd go in. I'd add. I've used a lot of sort of screen tones and duotones since then, so they've been sort of added in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Um, yeah, and, and just a few a few little things like redrawn like hands and uh, yeah, and sort of faces and yeah. and where but, where possibly my line might not have been as confident, I've gone back and just sort of addressed that, I guess. Okay, it only makes say obviously now that we're you and I, you know, especially you are much sought after in the collector market. It only makes the original more more collectible to me. So yeah, because I think yeah, the, the, the original was. Um, they're all one of a kind, aren't they? Because the covers were all drawn into, you know, they're all different. Is that right? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was just the way. I, the way I did that was I got the interiors printed. Yeah. And then, yeah, just basically bought sort of black paper and just painted white paint, Satan sort of symbols all over them, <laughs> and then stapled it together. I reckon if you yeah, if you'd have come into my like house the day I was like making putting them together, you'd have been very worried for me. Yeah. <laughs> there was um there was a time on on this second on on the new one, um I was I was sort of redrawing it all, and uh, I think I'd just thrown some stuff away, and my housemate come in with the recycling bin of which <laughs> there was there was loads of, sort of Satan, Satan symbols inside, and he said, "Are you alright, mate?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's just just a book I'm doing." I was trying to explain it, and he just, I, I think he sort of what he sort of left looking a little worried for me. But um, <laughs> so but you, yeah, so you that, didn't print many of the first one. How many? What was the print run on the first the first uh, version of it? Oh, I can't remember. Maybe maybe a hundred. Oh, I can't quite remember. A few. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I, so I gave him mine for free. That was like the other. That's right. You did. You wrote in mine. Yeah. This is the warm up for our Eisner. And then you signed it. That's very nice. Of oh, you. really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember doing that. But yeah, I sort of give them away for free because I was just trying to generate a little bit of interest in my work. Yeah. Um, which you did. It was very. I, I, if you can, I'd sort of recommend it. Yeah, definitely. And I recommended it on the podcast. I think. Um, God, it's got to be two years ago now. Pros, I suppose, isn't it? Something like that. Um, 
pretty much. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it would have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other difference with we're talking about the cover there. The other difference with the new version, the redrawn and the new inserted version, is um, you've gone for a color cover, but it's very clever. So it's a page of adverts if you would see them in um, you know a bronze and silver age comic. You know for you know a, a free one million pounds cash or you know it'd be the sort of get muscles fast. You know these are mm-hmm. X-ray glasses kind of stuff. Um, buy this this comb that's a flick knife. Um, um, but you've right down at the bottom, you've got you've almost like highlighted it with a red marker pen, and it says Satan's Library. So the, the advert is inserted into the book cover, um, for but it's also doubles up as the name of the, the comic, which I thought was really great. I really like that. Um, uh, yeah, that was so on the original. That's like the inside cover. Yeah, that's like, yep. the inside covers. Um, and I think I was I was just thinking about what to do for covers. So I thought I'm not I'm not painting all these again. Oh, I can't bother. Um, so what can I do for a co- uh, <clears throat> what can I do for a cover? Yeah, and I really just enjoyed that inside cover. I thought, oh, maybe that would make a great cover. And then I thought about, oh, I'll put it in color as well, make it look a little, a little fancier. Yeah, it looks good. And man. then, yeah, and then that just becomes sort of the wraparound cover. I, I just really like the idea of of the advert for the shop that he finds, and it's almost like the 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 guy in the book has found it and then that's why he's gone there yeah and so, so it's, it's sort of kind of... hidden in the page isn't it it's like yeah, when so we used to it's, trawl it's through those adverts as kids looking at stuff and yeah so it's almost like a page of comic as the cover and you can sort of look into it as much as you want and that's almost another page of the story if yeah. you want yeah definitely and the other thing you've done is you've put um in the back inside cover is a faked business card for satan's library <laughs> uh yeah i was just trying to sort of so that it really gets to the sort of the main thing with this new printing was that I don't know about you, but of all the comics I own, I've got maybe like a dozen that I love to own. Oh, you've told I me love. this. You've got like you've got that special spot in a long box sort of thing. Yeah. I just I just love like certain books, and I don't know for for whatever reason. It's normally because they're sort of printed in a certain way, or there's 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 been a lot of sort of care and attention put into making them nice. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I wanted this to be. I wanted it to be just a nice thing. And I think, yeah, there's a little slot at the back where there's like a fake business card in it. And it just, I'm just trying to add to like the, it being a nice item that you'd love to own. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that's a, that's a good idea. And I mean, it shows how much I enjoyed the first issue because I get given and buy A5 small press comics all the time. You've seen me do a number of unboxing videos in the past. Which involved me walking down the garden and putting them in the bin. But the um, this one, this one, I because we only agreed to do this yesterday afternoon. This one um, was is to hand, and it's been to hand for a couple of years now. It's one of those ones I've got oh, a little yeah. pile That's of good. A5s. Yeah, and it's it's one of the ones in there, um, along with your um, one of your th- with the Kirby thing you did as well. That's there. Um, it's a it's a classic. Yeah, there yeah. You go. But, but is there anything else in there? I'm always interested to see what uh, what people there. consider I'll, of. I'll, I'll I'll let you know. I'll drag out the uh, the other ones I've got there. Yeah, there's some there's some other stuff in there. Seasons, Mike Medaglia, that's there. Um, I can't quite see it from where I'm sitting. I've got a pile of King Kong DVDs in the way. Um, nice. Good. So, what what draws you to this? I mean, you and I, all we do, we don't really talk. What we do, we 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 talk about mainstream comics because we sort of laugh at them. Um, but the uh, or some of them. Uh, what is it that draws <laughs> you to the sort of hinterlands of? comics mate there's sort of more experimental and diy is it 
Is it memories of the trip to New York, or do you think that there's something in you that's attracted to it anyway? Yeah, um, I guess... Um, I think maybe it's the thing... So, I guess the thing with comics is that they're not quite... They're, the comics aren't a mainstream like hobby to be into. Okay. And I think all I've, all I've done is sort of go one step further, maybe, and I've sort of gone past the mainstream... Yeah, and gone into what you consider not your your normal where the sort of where popular. the good meat is, I suppose, isn't it? It's it's, it's equitable to the um, to music, I suppose, isn't it? In the old school, you know, the the good stuff is is in the indie and the the hard to find stuff. It's not in you know listening to Gloria Gaynor five times a day, you mm. know, or Mariah Mar- Mar- Carey or someone. It's it's when you got to dig in and find those like. MC5s that not everyone knows about, you know, or or you know all the, the the sort of indie bands, the punk bands, and you know that sort of thing. It's a bit like that, isn't it? We find the much more interesting stuff tends to be more niche, I think, sometimes. Yeah, and and you know, for me, like mainstream comics are, are your bread and butter. That's what you that's what you read when you first get into it when you're young. It's what I read yeah. first for a year or a good year or two when I got back into comics. Um, but then I think eventually you find out that actually, you know, these stories are all the same and there's not too much going on. It's just sort of a retelling of old stuff or they're, they're introducing a new character, which is the same as all the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of, in an attempt to maybe steer away from the same old thing, they just go down a road, which is just sort of rubbish. Like, yeah, there's um, a there's a des- there's a desperation to create the next event and the, the next character who's a bit like Batman. Yeah, it's like, it's like that, isn't it? <laughs> so I, rem- yeah. I remember. So when I was sort of reading sort of mainstream comics the second time round, I just sort of got back into it. I was reading sort of detective comics and they were fine. Yeah. Uh, but then I remember like within a few issues of me sort of picking them up. Batman had this sort of team together where he's got like five of his sons, two daughters, Clayface, a woman, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, and you know, and another couple of Robins, sort of just sort of running around. And he's like, "Oh, it's my team now. I'm off to my other, my, my main Batman book. So you won't be seeing me again." Yeah, I um, feel that way sometimes. I, I kind it's of just I like, like, "What is it? Yeah, what is this that I'm reading?" He's got to be on his own. He's that detective, you know. I, I, saw, I heard Eamon talking about Norm Brayfogle and Alan Grant's run, and I kind of like that one. I kind of like that he's this shadowy figure you know this detective this avenger you know yeah i know what you mean i don't want 45 robins you're right oh, i'm sick of imagine it. like batman for me it's like imagine a criminal book but with batman just batman just so happens to be in it yeah it would be like perfect batman i know like brew bacon phillips did like a little story and like a little and little batman follows you once okay um and they didn't really they only had a few pages um so it was good but they didn't quite have what they needed to make it work, but I'd, for me, like Batman is just a detective solving crimes, and he just so happens to have all these cool gadgets, yeah. and be hard as fuck, and be able to do ninja shit, and, and that's all I want to see. I don't want to see him getting married. I don't want to see him crying because Alfred's dead. I just I want to see him solving crimes and beating people up. Yeah. And I just don't think you get it anymore because people, people, you know, and and it's not their fault because I think they're trying to do something different because we've had 70 years of Batman beating people up. Yeah. 
I think the decompression with Batman's a problem at the moment. If you buy a Batman comic, you want him to have an adventure, you know, and then finish, and then you move on to the next issue. I think that if you if you're looking to do a seventy issue run about his PTSD, then it's going to get a bit boring. Yeah. yeah. Did you um Did you read um Batman Universe? Uh, not all of it. Is that what the old one or the new one? No, no, the Brian Michael Bendis, Nick Derrington one. Uh, only a couple of them. Yeah, and uh, I like Bendis. So that was yeah. That was just quite. I like I like Derrington. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's good. Isn't I, I like. Yeah. Um, it was just a bit refreshing, to be honest. You know, I mean, it wasn't like detective detective stuff, but you know, he was just. Um, there was no sort of messing about, and there was nothing you didn't understand. It was just sort of classic. Yeah. Classic Batman, and he he just went on a on a cool adventure with some you know Green Lantern. Joan Hex showed up, yeah, and then he came back, and it was fun. Well, I wonder if and we're going to go that way with the new. We're getting a bit off top off topic, but I wonder if they're going to go back that way with the new sort of relaunch of DC, where we're you know we get, we'll have two Batman books, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, so I've I've been saying for for a while now that they just everyone's sort of upset that they seem to be cutting the line, but I just, they absolutely need to cut, you know, how many books they put out. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Okay, I, man. I sort of, as we spoke about the other day, I sort of turned up with a bag of stuff from, from my local comic shop and I was just pulling out all these Batman books. I just couldn't believe. No, you were saying what, they did two out a week or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I could just, I'm sure that, you know, two, three times a week, these things are coming out and sort of <laughs> spin offs and all this. And I sort yeah. of like, I've only not been in there for about two weeks, and here I am with about nine Batman books, which I just won't be reading. <laughs> right, getting back to you, back to Adam. He, um, now, um, I hate to be nice to you because I'm when we we meet in person, we're never nice to each other. But the um, horrible, hor- awful. horrible, nasty fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, your art is leaps and bounds improving, man. And um, I know that you put a lot of effort into that. Is there anyone out there at the moment that you're looking to? to sort of just just to push yourself that bit further you're looking to how they do stuff is there any sort of not heroes but you know um i guess it all depends on the book i mean ben mara for sure yeah we're big fans of his yeah yeah everything i do is like i've got him in the back of my mind yeah in his denim Um, shorts yeah so (laughs) i just it's just something about him i love that it's just the just we like so, his attitude as well, don't we? And I know his yeah, webcomic. I forget what's the name of his webcomic. I've forgotten it. It's slipped from my mind. Uh, what we mean by yesterday. What we mean by yesterday is just brilliant. And to be fair, it took me about. I kept saying to you, nothing's happening, and you kept saying to me, that's the point. And then I'm really into it now. Sure. I just I love six o'clock, six about six thirty. It lands on my Instagram, and I read it every day. Yeah, I'm disappointed with myself know, if I miss a day for like that. Yeah. Do you know what um, what I love about that little strip the most? It's how. It's how quick he can do it and be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I tried to draw like that, I'd literally just... Like, no one can see this. There's a sort of confidence also with a fuck you kind of attitude, which I kind of like. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I've tried to... I've, you wouldn't believe how many times I've tried to like sit down with a notebook and be like, I'm going to spend three, four, five minutes on a panel each. And if I do that every day, just one, yeah. I'll have like a, a, a big chunk of comics by the end of the year. And I do two or three, and I was like, this is rubbish, because I'm just doing it so quickly. Yeah. I, um, even I'm the same. Even I try and draw something every day, and I think, yeah, I just wish I had the confidence to like turn it into a comic, because, you know. Um, but it's consistent, it's still, and it's, it's tonally, it's very good, isn't it? It's, mm, yeah, from a storytelling point of view. Part of me thinks, like, if anyone was to see the quick things that I've just knocked up, like, they wouldn't have a problem with it, they'd think, oh, that's good, that's, that's good. 
but for me, like, there's just something in my mind that knows, like, this isn't very, like, this is not good. And I guess that's the point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have trouble sort of being okay with that. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Is um any other artists you're keen on at the moment? I've got a few that I'll probably, I might mention, but um, who else have I been enjoying? Um, I mean. Alexis Zirit's never far from my oh, mind. Oh yeah, I was just looking at some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I guess I've, I've sort of come away from him. Uh, a big one since I've been doing a lot of black and white stuff is uh, Ken Langraff. Yeah, we um, like his stuff, don't we? Yeah. I just have a little, a small pile of of his books from the eighties, and I, I wish I had more, but they're they're quite well pricey, aren't they? Yeah. EBay. I mean, that's the brilliant. Um, that's the the great stuff with Tribute Presses. We managed to get a cover out of Ben Mara. Which is brilliant, and he put loads of effort into, and a cover out of Ken Langraff, which is just so Ken Langraff. It's just genius. Mm. Um, just... And we've had those two as variants. We're so proud of that, aren't we? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really uh, good. So that like, they're they're kind of two. I mean, I've got um got a big book of like Wally Wood stuff that I use for like okay. inking, yeah, sort of inking shadows and stuff. Um, and, and I guess that's a that might be about it. Let me run a few really? past you who are sort of who are like my fire then. Um, probably ones that we've talked about. Um, Artem Trakhanov. I I I just I could look at his stuff all day. I just find that I'm completely obsessed with him. He's I think he gets a he gets unfairly lumped in with Mike Manola, but I think he's 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 his own individual sort of style. I think beyond that, that's yeah, some beautiful. Yeah, I love his I love his stuff. Like I look at his stuff and think how. How does he do that? And I don't think I could even try and imitate just the little, just the little pans yeah. he does within within like a body or like a face like even or something, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just there's really I know like all comic all comic art is art, but there's just something really like arty about yeah how he how he inks stuff and yeah the cartooniness is great and deceivingly hard to do yeah but displays exactly what he needs to in such an unorthodox way but is the line work is just so beautifully imagined and start you know there's shapes and designs and within things aren't there you know within jackets and faces and the the angles he takes yeah really really good stuff um yeah i really like his stuff in fact i've just sent off for a commission from him Um, oh really yeah i wish that he of all the stuff that i've read of his whether it be that uh, the TK the TKO book Seven Deadly Sins, yeah. Or, or the couple of image things he's done. I'd never I've always felt quite under underwhelmed by the story. Exactly. And, yeah. And wish that he maybe I don't know how confident he is as a writer, but I, he needs someone to to see what he's good at and write something for him. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. Yeah. Because he's um he's interesting because he's I think he's Russian, isn't he? Um, he does have he does have English, although you know paying attention to his Twitter, it's not quite, you know, probably would could to do is you know maybe a script assist, I suppose, would be the way to do it, you know, dialogue assist or something. But that's about it, really. Um, moving on, a couple of others. Uh, Dylan Barnett, Dylan Burnett, sorry, who does Cosmic Ghost Rider. I like his stuff. I think that's that's uh, he's a, he's an up and comer with that, oh, okay. that 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 stuff. Um, obviously, we've talked about Rich Tommaso. He's I love Rich. Consistent. Um, he's a consistent guy now. He's been there for a while, isn't he? Since Black is it Black Summer? I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's the uh, uh, Spy Seal or what, what was that one before that? Uh, yeah, Spy. Uh, the one before. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I read She Wolf of his was the first thing I okay. read from him. And he's doing some Black uh, Hammer stuff now, which is pretty cool. Pretty pleased for that. Yeah, that is. That there were some. There were a couple of great issues, and um, I just hope his 
his little anthology book, uh, Black Phoenix, that he does via his patron. Oh, okay. Works out because I know he was very he was very sort of public about him hating the industry, and then he sort of went off to sort of do some patron only stuff. Patreon is turning into the hotness, isn't it? Everyone's got a Patreon. Pisco and Rug doing one, and yeah, it really is becoming the thing, isn't it? It's the place to get. I just finished Adrian Hashimi's one. He was doing this sort of Tales of Malaysia thing, which is amazing. I used to love seeing it every day land in my inbox. You know, yeah, it's not paper, well, but it's it's all right. That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I always feel weird about Patreon because I don't know. It's just if if you're doing it and then people get something like. Rich Tomaso's one, it's fine, but other than that, I just feel like it's just asking for money. Yeah, there's a few that I think I'm hoping we're over that bump of like there was a lot of people who just did a Patreon and then didn't actually do anything with it and didn't send anything out, but just continued to take ten dollars a month off people. And I think that's that's I think I'm hoping that's a thing of the past. I've I've been in Patreons that I've pulled out with because there's just I'm not getting anything, and I'm thinking why am why am I paying this person money? You know, I don't, don't know them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a weird, I'm looking for another one at the moment weird, because I've like, just finished one. So I'm only in one at the moment. I'm in the EOC one at the moment. So so you can say, mate. Uh, it's like a weird sort of almost like God complex from people who think like people love them enough to just give them £10 of their money. It does smell of that sometimes. Yeah, and, I agree. And they're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of people I might mention to you. There's a guy called Ludovic uh, de Bern who does, he's a Belgian artist who does some just wacky stuff. I've seen some pictures later. Um what? There's uh, Matt Lesniowski, is that how you say it? We're never sure, are we? Um, he did The Freak, and he's just done a book with Matt Kent. I was doing a book with Matt Kent, isn't he, at Dark Horse? I think yeah, I just, people have sort of discovered how great he is. Um, um, I'll tell you what I've read that you might oh, yeah. enjoy. So I know you're you're a Johnny Ryan fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I got through in the post the other, the other day. It was um, it was like a, like a comic special of the LA Times. Okay. A nice long sort of Johnny Ryan strip in there where about it's about a mother and daughter oh, and the daughter the daughter swaps out the mum's vibrator for a lobster if she doesn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the uh, Derek and Clive sketch. I wonder if he'd heard Derek and Clive because Derek and uh, Clive maybe. one of them had a job getting um getting lobsters out of someone's see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there, there was a bit of that, so I get, yeah, maybe yes in that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, have you heard of the French artist Boulet? He's good. I think only from what you, only from when you've talked about him. Okay, he's good. What book does he do? Uh, he does, um, there's not much, he did something with sing, uh, Singing Penguin, or whatever it's called, um, which, uh, and then I interviewed him when I was in LA, but I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick some links into you later. Um, nice. Obviously, Fingerman, um, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I've made you read some Ballardinelli recently because I'm on a bit of a Ballardinelli tip at the moment. Massive yeah, Ballardinelli, which you you kind of dug, didn't you? You thought it was all right. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a great draftsman. Like you know, I think we we said before, like that's the only thing I've read of his, and I'm sure like if you can let him off the chain, yeah, like he can absolutely go for it. When you see like Meltdown Man or Ace Trucking mm. Co and stuff like that, and then he's a 2008 D guy, but he could easily be doing a comic for Fantagraphics at the moment you know he's a yeah, there's a yeah. you know he could push it and become Woodring you know there's a there's a there's a movement there somewhere between the two um and the other one I was going to mention was um Paul Ashley Brown who we're we're liking we're enjoying his stuff um we know him from BAM uh, he's done us a pin up for one of our upcoming books um and I bought one comic off him this week and he ended up sending me loads so I've got them on my little pile to read today 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, I found Paul stuff from um, what was uh, there was like a zine fair in London, but they had like a communal table. Ah, oh, right, okay. Um, oh, not a safari. No, I think so. I want to say it was like South London. Oh, the Captain one. Fair. Maybe, possibly one of those yeah. things. I think I just went up to that community table and just bought a load of random stuff. One of which was, I think, some of his stuff. Uh, which was weird, and yeah. then um... something sort of subverted, transgressive Mickey Mouse thing that I don't own anymore because I gave it to Sam at Nobrow to read when we we're on the train, and he still got it. Um, but uh, <laughs> it... I think he gave that to me, at Bam, and that was like I was reading that. I was like, this is like proper good. Like this, this man's unhinged. <laughs> yeah. But you, you you talk to him, and he seems like a normal bloke. I love, but that's something I love about like. I love a cartoonist who you meet and they're just normal after reading like loads of weird shit. Like, what? That, that, mind you, people probably do that with us, don't they? They say, oh, they're oh, all quite yeah, friendly at their table, their tribute press table, and they go and read Atomic Hercules or something, and they're like, oh, yeah. my God. I remember meeting Shaky Kane uh, <laughs> after I just read like, loads of Shaky Kane. I was like, this guy's got a bit of like, a crazy dude. Like, And then I met him. He's just, he's just a quiet... Like, just yeah, quiet there's a danger there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, yeah he's not yeah. quite... He's not quite in sync with reality i'm going to say that um super nice love him to death but yeah there's i mean i'm glad he's not you know but david hines a bit like that david hine is like the nicest guy i love it. what a nice guy and seeing mm. some of the stuff he writes you know <laughs> yeah yeah i love them both i love i love comic pairs yeah like, they're a great pair aren't they me. yeah great pairing yeah yeah unfortunately i've been sort of lumped in with you but... what an amazing double act that is yeah <laughs> um good uh, although I did it did um, very loudly say that you had an STD in front of the receptionist at work the other day, so that was quite funny. Um, yeah, another amazing humorous incident in our lives. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a sitcom, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what? Um, so what else have we got on the boards now, mate? So um, I'm right in saying you're working on Herc Four at the moment. Oh uh, yeah, doing the next Tomic Hercules. I'm sort of penciling that as we speak. Um, another another doing... format change. I think we'll announce. Yeah, we're going magazine size, aren't we? Magazine size. Um, I've I've really sort of took hold of like um, <laughs> what format we're going to publish these things yeah. in. So you usually you let you. me think of an idea and then you go, I go, oh, we could do it like this. And he says, no, I think we do it as a magazine, can't we? And I, right, well, that's an extra four panels a page. Off we go. <laughs> yeah, but it all depends just what I'm what I'm what I'm feeling at the time. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, what we've been reading recently. Picked up a bunch of um, maybe like yeah, sort of magazine size stuff. Yeah. Um, from like the eighties, I think I got my hands on. Yeah. So and I was like, oh, this would be the, this, this would be good for the next. So one. we've got a couple more months before that one happens, I think. But we, we're we're rocking on with that. We're rocking on with uh, George Mayhem from Daryl Thorpe. I'm doing that with him. That's about about the same sort of stage. Um enjoying working with daryl we're, we're we're buddies with daryl and he's got he's got a real energy to him which we kind of we kind of liked so we took him on board um under the tribute press uh what else we got what else you got going on oh you got jungleland uh, jungleland sorry yeah, i'm still doing jungleland sort of serialized in strangers fanzine um i think i'm nearly finished like the third strip and then i've got one more one more little, little strip to do and then i think we'll be putting it together and maybe releasing that as like a little collected thing oh that should be, be good yeah yeah, I mean, I think that's really sort of um, this this sort of third one. I've really like tried to sort of step away from like 
normal panels and stuff. And I've got some I'm trying to go with some crazy sort of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of ink in those pages, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that, that's going well. I think that, that that's really like the only two things I've I've been working on. Yeah, minute. a little shout out to strangers and Eddie because um, they really are um, the backbone of this little world. Them and Bubbles are the backbone of this little world, aren't they? This little sort of outlaw comics thing resurgence that's happening. Um, they're they're diving in the back, you know, the back issues and finding these issues and finding these new creators or or you know stranger creators. And putting mm, their work yeah. out there, and I've, you know, and I have to say, I, lo- I love Eddie. He's great, and we're buddies with him. But you have to bully him to get him to, you know, how much do we owe you, Eddie? <laughs> Sometimes, so he, yeah. you know, he's like, uh, he's just concentrating, concentrating. And he's got the new, I think, is, is it issue six? I can't remember what's the new issue. Uh, uh four, I'm going to say four is the latest one. Yeah, so maybe five. Five. Is on his. He's being designed as we speak, isn't it? Which Jungle Land's going to be in? So I'm looking forward to that, man. And, uh... But yeah, I just love it all. I feel like even though you know we've had you know, a tough year last year and with all the sort of COVID stuff, I just feel like what we're in a great place. Like if you like weird comics, yeah, I think we're in a good place. I think. I you've think got... there's been a lot of people beavering away doing comics due to lockdowns. Not all, all of it's great, as we have recently, <laughs> you and I recently talked about a lot. Um, but a lot of it is really experimental. There's some really interesting stuff coming out. I was looking at some of Gareth Hopkins' work last night, and I'm thinking, that's brilliant, man. Some of my favourite stuff I've seen him do. There's a yeah. lot of stuff going on. Um, is it? Is it? What's that? Geese, is it Graham? Is it Steve Graham? I always forget his name because he's when we were talking about last earlier. Uh, what? Who? You know the one we were talking about <laughs> earlier from Liverpool, the guy. The guy uh, oh, I'm going to say it's Lee Stevenson. I think so. He's got a different. I'm going to try and look him up. While uh, I'm, we... so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped that one here, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um crouching ink hidden pencil lee stevenson on um instagram yes. um right. uh, he, he's been doing some really interesting stuff as well some stuff that's kind of in that strangers bubbles wheelhouse um and uh, and i'm keen to do something with him because i think he's got an he's got an interesting style as has um cliff cliff's another another example of that really isn't he he's got that underground touch to his he's like an underground uh frank quietly almost isn't he you know uh yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean if you're listening you don't follow like lee stevenson or what we're crouching oh something that's one all in, yeah yeah this, crouching in ink hidden pencil um on... i reckon he's do, he's doing some of the best stuff in the uk and it's he doesn't have, i don't to my knowledge he doesn't have a book out which is why yeah nobody really knows who he is oh look at that he's got a copy of strangers and he's got a copy of um the um, Jim Rug book. And he's, he's, got, he's got taste. And he's got excellent taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's doing some great. There's, there's some stuff. For the most part, I don't like a lot of the stuff that gets made over in the UK. Right. Just not not my cup of tea. Yeah. But there is, if you look hard enough, there is some some good stuff like you, you Paul Ashley Browns and and him and uh, there are there are people out there sort of really sort of pushing it. Yeah, I think there are. Or the, yeah, just the usual crap you might get at MCM. Yeah, and we're not. Yeah, we're not those people, you know, being a pain in the ass in Twitter and being the reason I don't ever scroll through Twitter anymore. You know, we're just people like busy getting on with comics, and you have to sort of search a bit. Doing, I think, well, maybe that's why Instagram is so useful because we see it all on there, don't we? Which has become our sort of bolt hole, I think, for 
comic creators with any sort of interesting style these days. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Right, so where can so when's it out? When's I've got a copy, but I think my copy is like um, a proof, isn't it? Is that right? Oh uh, yeah, I did do a quick one so we could talk about it today. Nice but um, it's uh, like the the ordering page is on my website. What's that, mate? Um, uh, at adamfalp.com. Cool. Like you 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 can order one now. Um, and I think I'm going to send them out maybe next in the next few few days. I mean, literally this morning. Uh, before we got on this call, um, I spent an hour or so literally just folding pieces of paper together. Um, <laughs> a lot of my hands are very dry and I'm very bored of it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll sort of I'll get them stapled over the weekend and and start sending them out sort of maybe middle of next week if you're listening to this. Good stuff. Get on it. So it's a it's an order. You can go and order them on there, or is it a pre-order? Is it what is it? Uh, I mean. You'll you'll probably have them in the next few days, so it is an order. It's just yeah, okay, yeah, of course it is, yeah, yeah. You've got the only one. Yeah, good stuff. Good to know. Nice one, mate. Um, you can uh, follow all the podcasts we're doing, uh, all the new releases from Tribute Press, and all the reviews, etc., that I'm putting up by going to neveironanything.com. Um, also go to the Awesome Comics Podcast, which you can find on uh, Podbean or on the Podcatcher of your choice. Uh, go and have a look at that, and uh, you can hear we've got um, really interesting guests again this week. So it's been a bit of a bit of a run of really good guests. Last last week, Xander Cannon was excellent talking about Kaiju Kaiju Max. So go and have a listen to that. But uh, I'll leave you now with the uh, the lovely tones of Mr. Cliff Cumber, and see you in a few days. Hi there, my name is Cliff Cumber. You may know me as the bad boy of comics and the artist behind such filth as Tony Osmond is a movie star for Tribute Press and Future Shock, branded for Space Warp. Lacking in focus, lacking in purpose, suffering from the existential despair of crushing doubt. We've all been there, my friend. I'm no stranger to being a loser like you. What? You thought I was always this way, a megastar comic artist? <laughs> no, I was a deadbeat nobody too. That was until I started a cult. And I'm recruiting. Free robe with every membership. Surrender your will to me and finally find the purpose you're looking for. Subservience. Don't let life beat you down, friend. Join my cult and let me do it for you. Paid for by the Cult of Q. Mm-hmm.